0: Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Caitlin Anderson. Caitlin is a senior internal communications manager at Autodesk. And in this episode, we talk about adjusting communication tactics due to COVID and approaching internal communications as a human, people-first experience. In this episode, you'll hear Caitlin talk about how we've all become skimmers and the need to adjust written word communications to better match our new behaviors. It's true. So many of us are feeling inundated, and it can be hard to keep up. But what Caitlin is talking about with the skimming behavior is connected to what I call active content consumption. Active content consumption requires your attention and focus. It requires your energy. Right now, you're listening to this podcast, and maybe you're at your computer doing something else, or you're out for a walk, or you're driving. This is passive content consumption. Your brain works differently when accessing information this way. Caitlin's shift to writing a skimmable email digest was an adjustment to better account for the stress of active content consumption. Creating a company podcast with security and listener insights is a way to enable passive content consumption. You'll hear Caitlin mention a five-minute podcast that they tested. That's awesome. But also, an internal company podcast that's 15 minutes would work really well. Even 25 minutes. Podcasts allow for the human element, it allows people to speak about their experiences, what they've learned, ways to get better. Podcasts so uniquely invite other people into the conversation. It can be a space for executives, but also colleagues, partners, and customers. If you have questions about how audio might play a role in your communications mix, please send me an email at brian at Venley.co. That's brian, B-R-I-A-N, at Venley V-E-N-N-L-Y, dot C-O. And now, the inspiring Caitlin Anderson. Hi, Caitlin. Hey, hey. If I were to ask you, when you were a child, what you wanted to be when you grow up, what would you have said?
1: Okay, I would have said two things. I would have said I wanted to be an author. I wanted to write books. I wanted to be like a novelist. And I also would have said I want to be Nancy Drew, because I was that kid reading books
0: all the time. Today... Caitlin Anderson is a rose drinker, a cocktail gardener, and a word nerd. While she hasn't caught any supervillains lately, she's always on the hunt for the truth and the best way to share that story. She's a senior internal communications manager at Autodesk, where she crafts strategic communications, ghostwrites internal communications for an executive, and creates communications with an employee experience mindset. Caitlin, thanks again for being with me.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: To set the conversation, can you share a little bit about what Autodesk does generally and specifically the division that you work in?
1: Sure. So Autodesk, we make software that for people who make things. So if you've driven a sports car, you've looked at buildings, turned on a faucet in your home, used a smartphone, or watched Game of Thrones, you are experiencing what people have done with our software. So the division that I'm in, we make design software for architects, engineers, and construction workers. So anything that you see for the roads, any office buildings, even your home could have been designed with our software.
0: One of the tactical and editorial changes that was brought about by COVID was moving to a weekly digest email. Your goal is to deliver a lot of news in under 500 words. What were you doing before COVID? And what's the format of the digest? Like, what information are you packing into 500 words?
1: Pre-COVID, our communications were farther apart, longer, and more formal. Once COVID started, you know, it was like the record scratching. And we thought, okay, we got to change something. And so recognizing that we are all skimmers right now, like it or not, distractions are real, we have ennui that we're feeling. We're feeling this crushing existential crisis in all of our inboxes. And it's really hard just to sit down and focus. So with that in mind, we were trying to craft something that people could skim and that people, it would help them prioritize the information that they were getting from all across Autodesk. You know, we can't help with what they're getting on social media, but for, for their work life, let's control what we can control. So what we did... <laughs> In those 500 words, we always start off with talking about a conversation that is happening either across Autodesk or in the world. It might, it might be p- current events, um, it might be wildfires in California, or it might be, hey, our offices are reopening. But we try to talk about that in the very beginning. And then we overview three things, three big things that have happened across the company. We make it very skimmable, always add links. Then we go to three things that are coming up. So we help employees prioritize. It might be, hey, we have a Slack migration coming up. Hey, we, are, we have our all hands coming up and here's who's, who's coming. Um, it might be something like that. And then we end with something that's inspiring. So an inspiring thought for people to go off into the weekend on a happier note. And usually that's where our executive really shows up and she shares, I guess, you know, how her perspective has changed or how her experience has changed. Um, we share a lot more about the human experience. So talking about high school graduations, what that looks like now, having your child get their driver's license, having a child in college. So we, we keep that very personal. So I ghostwrite uh, most of it, except for that end section, which is always all her. Um, I might pre- provide some ideas or suggestions. But in the end, it's, it's her email. So that's, that what, that's what we're doing now. So that goes out every Thursday evening. So it hits a global Friday.
0: You send the digest, but then there's sort of a next step that drives your community to Slack. Can you talk about how the two pieces fit together? And what are you doing on Slack that's being leveraged by the digest and vice versa?
1: Okay. So on Slack, we try to keep things pretty light. You know, Slack is for chatter it's kind of like what Facebook used to be, right? Where you're posting content from another um, another website. So for us, we've started doing something called pre-Friday fun because that sounds so fun, but it is it actually is. And it's a, a chance for people to connect as humans. We're not talking strategy. We're not talking, I mean, we're not talking cat videos either, but we'll have some sort of engaging question for people to chime in. Um, one was what's, what's the personal achievement you're proud of this week. So many people, so many employees, Hey, it was high school graduation. Hey, my twins turned 10. Hey, I got to see my family for the first time in a year. So we add that as a postscript and we'll say, you know, after we've had our inspiring thought, she signs off. And then we have a PS Join the conversation here so that we can actually see how many people have been reading the newsletter By what the engagement looks like the next morning on Slack.
0: I love that. And I love sort of the multi-channel approach to like top-down type of communications to a collaboration platform. I think it's, it's super clever. What other ways has COVID changed the tone and tenor of internal communications, in your opinion? Are there some best practices that you've developed through the pandemic?
1: Right, so to go back to the skimming, you can create the best content in the world, but if it's not interesting and it's not accessible, People don't have the bandwidth, so you have to make it something where they want to read. So pre-COVID, we were pretty selective with our communications, um, and we had a long gap in between. And so now we're trying to do shorter, more often communications. So we have a few touch points every week. Um, We use fewer words. We also use smaller words. We don't want people to feel like they have to pick up a dictionary. Um, We use real emotions. We're humans. We're human-centered. That's the things that emotions resonate, right? Jargon does not. I use bullet points in everything. I think if I ever did a employer review on Glassdoor, people would be able to see, no, it's me because I'm always, let's bullet point everything. Um, and then we also end with resources for employees so that if they have the time and the interest they can deep dive, they can nerd out as much as they want. We're just going to give them a summary that helps them prioritize and understand why that information is important to them. Um, And then the other thing is we keep the cadence. So for my executive, every Tuesday, she has a video on Slack. Every Thursday, she sends out that weekend email. And unless she is on vacation or we have an Autodesk global holiday that we have off, we send that, we send those, they go out. Um, so, we started that over a year ago. I don't know how many communications were started at the beginning of COVID uh, that are still going on, but that for us, that's a commitment that we're, I mean, we, we will reassess it, but for us, it's working. It's a great touch point, and that's something we plan on continuing.
0: We, we spoke about the digest, uh, the videos to Slack. Is there a specific content execution or some sort of like internal concept that's worked particularly well? And and maybe has there been something that you've tested that was a little bit more of a miss?
1: And first of all, I'll say there have been plenty of misses. I've been with with the company for over eight years and have been given a lot of freedom to try things. Um, And I've learned in software, if you tell people that you are beta testing something and you will decide later, there's a lot more freedom and understanding. So I beta test a lot of things. One thing that I can point to as a a success that I actually had nothing to do with. A few years ago, ago, we got an enterprise agreement with Slack because we had thousands of engineers who were already using it. They were not using the uh, corporate tools that we had provided. So instead of it coming from top down, Slack has been such a huge part of our engineering community that it has gone from bottom up. So as a corporation, we have embraced it because our employees are embracing it and we need to be there and we need to adapt with them. So that has been a huge success. Um, As for (laughs) abysmal failure, I can't think of one one thing. Um, I will say I've tried podcasts over the years internally and with the security. I mean, there are security issues. So that's something that we'll revisit again. Um, we've had, uh, during my time, I've, I've hosted and produced two separate podcasts. And we, also to that end, we part of it was a different style back then, but it was harder for employees to feel like they could find the time, even though it was a five-minute Friday podcast. Although sometimes we did go a little bit long. I will admit to that. Um So I think it's, it's a learning, right? It's, it's, we've tried, we've failed fast failure and we've learned and we've grown. And, um, I think for me, failure comes when I'm not putting my, my audience in mind. Um, so for what works for our sales team will probably not work for a bunch of engineers, different personalities, different preferences of communications. So it goes back to that for me. You know, I always keep the employee experience in mind and not just the generic Autodesk employee, but who my employees actually are or who, you know, where are they located? What's going on in that country right now? Um, And it's, it's served all of us really well. You know, it's very human centric.
0: You know, my business is literally to enable. I
1: know. I feel like we're going to have this, this this conversation after this. I know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like we let you share company podcasts securely and privately to channels like Slack. So there's this, we're going to have you back on in a few months. You'd be like, that miss was a hit. All right. I'm looking forward to that moment. It's
1: an opportunity. It's
0: yes. it, We're all always growing. It's a good thing. We've met each other. Okay. When we connected before this, I'm going to get you out on this question. So when <laughs> we connected before this, you shared with me a pretty simple editorial north star, which is If I'm not excited to write it, I can't possibly expect my colleagues to be excited to read it. And I love this. But sometimes not every piece of content can be exciting. There are legal or financial considerations. Just a moment ago, you spoke about maybe some local considerations, what's happening geopolitically in that country, right? A lot of companies really struggled to message around last year's social unrest and the election. How do you balance the desire to communicate in a way that's human with needing to also communicate something that can only be done in corporate speak.
1: Right, I would argue that corporate speak doesn't always have to be corporate bullshit, which I think a lot of people, you know, they they tend to think, oh, this, you know, if if it's corporate, it has to have, you know, six syllables and you're gonna mispronounce it. And I need to have my dictionary ready because it's all legalese. There's no reason to speak like an AI or to speak like a thesaurus. You can speak like a person. You can communicate things in a you can communicate heavy concepts in an approachable manner. So you spoke about the, you know, all the unrest that happened last year and is continuing to happen. And we we chose to address that. Um, we chose to say, hey, we're gonna, we think this is important. To communicate about and we're going to try our best we're going to get it wrong we're human we are learning and growing alongside with you and we have had to show that humility we've had to be transparent we've had to admit when we don't know the answers and then we say hey these are trusted resources that we've found to be helpful in this journey ourselves um, I also have this philosophy of, you know, and, and some people will say it's spiritual. We're all, we're all born in the image of God. So how can I recognize the humanity in you? How can I treat you as a person? So that might say, be responding to employees with empathy, empathy when we don't agree with, you know, we, we might have different political opinions, but are they a person Absolutely. Do they have value? Absolutely. Um, we're not going to talk down to anyone. We're going to always encourage and speak truth, but in a palatable way. So I think that's that's where I land. And not every communication is going to be worthy of a, of a Pulitzer or any sort of awards. But if, if, we, if I can communicate consistently in a way that adds value to that employee's life, and it's not just another email then it's a win for me.
0: Caitlin Anderson, a fan of internal company podcasts that are shared securely, words that are fewer than six syllables and an incredible, incredible communicator. Thank you so much for being with our audience today. Thank you. Caitlin, thanks again for your time and your wisdom today. If you like today's episode, you're going to love the next conversation with David Schwartz. David is the head of communications at DailyPay. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, David.